I love when you always do things right after I hit record. That was the point. I love it. Welcome back. Welcome back. It's been like so long. It's been so long. We haven't recorded in forever. Yeah, like five minutes. Like half an hour. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We are, we're like, you know, living our lives. Yeah. This is still going to be a shorter episode just because we're still working on our mental health. This is uh, our podcast. And this is the Marble Forest. This is the Marble Forest. So, so one thing that I wanted to like point out, and I'm like, I'm like, sometimes I feel like I need to reiterate what the Marble Forest is. Yeah, you know what? Do it. All right. Do you know what we mean when we say the Marble Forest? I mean, (laughs) I do. (laughs) But do you? No, sometimes I forget. But, like, I know because I sort of came up with the name. You pretty much did. Um, And you, like, agreed and to it. And I was it. like, yeah, I like that one. And so, but, like, I just want to say that, hey, the Marble Forest is our little, I guess, dig at a cemetery. Yeah. Um, Because back, back in the day, back during the Marble West. The Marble West. Huh. Well, this is my favorite time. Yeah. <laughs> Back during the Marble West, uh, tombstones used to be na- made of marble or limestone. So pretty much cemeteries would be filled with marble headstones. Yeah. So that is where we get the forest from because it's literally a forest of headstones. That's it. That's our name. That's why we are named that. Yep. And that's why we do this. It's, it is. Because we love gravestones. <laughs> <laughs> yep. You just love to... Uh, Cran them. I do like to cran rub on them. That's like my favorite pastime. And you yeah. know what my favorite thing is? Cemetery field trips. Yeah. Because why not? Little throwback to our first episode here for you. Yeah. Like when I went to Mackinac Island and I saw like all of the old headstones at Mackinac Island. That was neat. I That was my own personal field trip. A personal field trip. To a cemetery. If you will. <laughs> if you will. <laughs> but yes, I'm Jesse And I'm Amber. And this is the podcast. It is. And, ooh, so the one thing that I remembered to talk about, which can be lovely filler for the beginning part of the episode. Lovely. Lovely. I'm going camping with my family this weekend. Oh, that's exciting. I remember you telling me you were going out of town this weekend, and I was like, I wonder what Jesse's doing. Yeah. So me and my parents and the dogs. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, so it's Theo's first camping trip. Oh, so cute. Where are you guys going? We are going to Sleepy Hollow. It's like in the middle of Michigan. Sleepy Hollow? Yes. You're going to get killed. Yeah, I'm going to see a headless horseman. Oh, my God. Yeah, so that is what the park is called in like mid-Michigan in the middle of nowhere. A lot of woods and shit where you can see headless horsemen. I really hope there's a headless horseman. What if I... Why? What if the name is actually named after something? Like, actually something that happened spooky in the camp. Ooh, Google it. What if the Headless Horseman, like, you meet him, and he's your one true love, 
And this is the beginning of Jesse and the Headless Horseman's love story. Um, I don't know if I could date a headless horseman. Um, because it's a ja- he he wears a jack o' lantern sometimes, but but like he lives so far away from me. Like I feel like he's like connected to Sleepy Hollow. Yeah, yeah he to can't, Sleepy like, Hollow move closer to you. Yeah, so like I'm just not really good with long distance relationships. Yeah, I feel that. You know, maybe just summer fling. No, no <laughs> not with the headless horseman. No, because like, do you think he's like one? He's like a ghost, right? Or- and, and like so, like you can't. There's nothing really to touch. Do you think the horse is a ghost, or is the horse Ooh. real? Do you think he steals a horse? Okay, I like the idea of a ghost horse personally. Yeah, but if he stole the horse, that would be kind of funny. Oh my god, it'd be so romantic riding on the real <laughs> horse with the headless horseman. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So camping, that's fun. I'm excited for you. And Theo. Yeah, I'm a little worried about Theo. Are you? Yes. Because, like, let's be real, he's a brat. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm a little worried to be completely embarrassed. By Theo? By Theo while camping. It is what it is. Are you staying in a camper? Yeah, I'm staying in my parents' camper with them. Okay. So. At least you have a camper, though. A tent would be harder, I think, with a dog. Yeah. I haven't gone camping in so long. I think the last time I went camping was when my sister was, like, just born. Like, I'm pretty sure we went camping right after my sister was born. Yeah. Like, she was definitely a a tiny baby when we went camping. Yeah, we went camping. That's crazy. Yeah, I can't really remember that much of it because that was a long time ago, but... My sister's going to be in high school this year. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. She's going to be a freshman. I don't like that. I don't either. I feel old. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That makes me feel old because when I first met you, she was a small. Very small. Child. Very small child. I think she was like seven when I met her, right? When I was a senior, she was starting kindergarten. Like... When I started senior year, she started kindergarten. How old are you when you start kindergarten? Five. Was she really that young? Because preschool is usually, what, three, four? Four, five? She was either five or six. Like, she was little. Let's go with six. Make me feel a little bit better about myself. <laughs> oh, something else we can talk about. We're going to the Odyssey, Oddity and Curiosity thing. Oh, we are. I didn't look into it, so I don't know what to talk about about it. Um, It just looks really cool. Yeah. I'm just... really excited for it, actually. Yeah, it's just some weird expo. It's a weird expo. Let's. Le- I'll read you the blurb that I screenshot. Okay. I think I sent it to you. All right. The blurb says, wherever it is. These are just a bunch of Area 51 memes saved to my phone. Yes. <laughs> Best memes. Best memes. So we're getting plane tickets to Nevada and going on September 20th, right? Oh, my God. Could you imagine? I just don't want to die. I don't want to get shot by the Air Force. So, like, there's a space when I request time off for work. What if I, like, put that in there? Requesting time off for Area 51. Storm Area 51. That'd be awesome. Um, So the event description for the Oddity and Curiosity Expo is for lovers of the strange and unusual. Introducing for the first time... This expo, local and national vendors with items such as taxidermy, wet and dry preserved specimens, antiques, jewelry. Oh my God, I'm going to buy a jar of something disgusting. (laughs) Jewelry made from bones, skulls, insects, and original artwork, skulls and bones, curiosities from all 
around strange, creepy, and bizarre items. I am so excited. This will be so fun. Yeah. Well, so that day is our jam-packed day of not actually podcasting at all. Yeah. We're not going to. We're just going to hang out. And then we're going to a concert later on that night. We are. And it's going to be really fun. I'm actually really looking forward to, like, the day. Yeah. It'll be a jam-packed day of awesomeness. It's going to be a start-to-finish jam-packed day yeah and then we're i can't wait to get another band t-shirt oh my god yes let's get more band t-shirts yeah because like why not get more t-shirts with things on them we should try to find like a spooky picture at the expo (gasps) for the podcast room oh we should or something interesting like the one like the jar is gonna go in here oh for sure like (laughs) the one thing i was looking at when i was looking up the expo there was a picture and it, they probably it was probably just at like a previous expo, but there was a picture advertising an eight-legged cat. What? And it was just like I think it was like a sign that you could buy or something. Let me see if I can find it really quick. Are you sure it's not a six-legged cat and four legs for running and two for fighting? Oh, look at these little kittens in jars. Mm-hmm. They oh, have like candles. They have like the people Ooh, that hang from hooks and stuff there too, like as like oddities. I got creepy dolls. Mm. Let's buy a haunted doll. Ooh, that's fun. Do you want to haunt your house more? Well, Alyssa's leaving like that next weekend. So you need a ghost to, I, to keep me company. To keep you company. Yeah, because it's just going to be me and Theo and Pumpkin for a little bit. Ooh, ooh, ooh. What? <laughs> it's a guy hanging from his back with hooks. I, that looks so painful. I don't know how people do that. It really freaks me but out. I want to see it in real life so bad. Let's see it in real life. I oh, feel like this get, is like, the like we can get readings here. This too. is definitely the expo for us to go to as a podcast. These okay, there is lampshades on this website mm-hmm. that look to be made of human skin. Yuck. So like we got some. I'm sure they're not really made of human skin. Buffalo Bill. Oh, Buffalo Bill lampshades. Yeah, come get your Buffalo Bill lampshade today. Ooh, they're terrifying. Let's just make, let's just creepify this room. Creepify it. Creepify. There's some pretty freaking cool shit there, though. But, like, that corner still will just be my sewing corner, and then everything else can be creepy. Yeah, that's cute. Oh, look, soap. Soap? They sell soap. Does it have bones in it for cleansing? Yeah. So we're going to that. That'll be exciting. But... That's all I got to talk about. I think that's really all I had. That's the only thing I thought of, at least. Yeah. Because we are doing this a half an hour later. We are. All right. Are you ready to dive on into our stories? I'm ready. Okay. <laughs> Do you want to flip the coin? I'll flip it. We'll all right. see what happens. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Does anyone have an actual tally of who goes first? I... I really need a tally. I usually, in the description, put, like, who went first in the story. Like, yeah, because it, it reads who goes first. Yeah. Well, it's Jesse. Yep, it's me. Again. Surprise, yeah. surprise. Surprise, surprise. I bet you if I flip it again, it'll be you. Do it. Right. Wow. It was. <laughs> <laughs> so if Amber wants to do it, I have to flip the coin. All right. If you want to go first, just let me know and I'll flip the <laughs> coin for you. <laughs> for some reason, third parties always want you to go first. Yeah. It's just the spirits. The spirits I'm summoning with my tits. <laughs> I bought, last episode, Jesse some gifts. 
and she has the planchet necklace I bought her around her neck, and she's going to summon demons with her tits with the freckles. Yep. And then she's got the stickers I bought her in front of her. Yes. And she's going to do something with them. All right. Let's go. Let's All right. See. Where are we at, Jesse? We are in New York. Ooh. So today I'm talking about the Hillsdale House. The Hillsdale House. Yes. Like H-I-L-L-S Dale. Oh, I guess it's Hinsdale. <laughs> <laughs> the Hinsdale. H-I-N-S-N-S Dale. Dale. <laughs> house. House. Or also known as the Dandy House. The Dandy House. I like that too. Because everything is fine and dandy in the Dandy House. And this is in New York? Yes. In Hinsdale. Hinsdale, New York. Hinsdale, New York. Okay. So it was built in the early 1800s prior to the Civil War. Okay. And we only get little snippets of history um, until they actually start recording the history in the 1970s. So they didn't record any history. Like little snippets. Little like snips. I have I have some little snippets. Just little snips. Yeah. So in, 1970, uh, in 1799... There was to believe to have been an Indian massacre that occurred on the land. Oh, that's awful. Yes. What a great start to a story. Starting it off right. So in the 1800s, there were stories of a pair of brothers who lived there. Mm-hmm. They had raided passing stagecoaches. Oh, we're in the marble. The East? marble. East? Yeah. Because this is New York. Okay. We're on East Coast. So they're not cowboys they're like they wear bowler hats is that is that what they're called sure like the rounded hats yeah and they have pencil mustaches that they twirl because they're yeah. bad guys and they're villains yeah all right and they raid stage coaches yeah so we're in the marble east okay different than the marble west yeah much differently so they raided passing stage coaches and robbed and killed occupants and bur- uh, buried them Either in the cellar or the hills behind the house. Oh. So the house is a two-story farmhouse where most of the probably disturbing history is unknown until the 1970s. Oh, wow. So, like, they were burying things there. Yes. So it's definitely not great already. So they didn't document history until the 1970s when the Dandy family moved into what they thought was their dream home, as per usual. As per usual. Was it D-A-N-D-Y? For dandy? Yeah. Like space dandy. I love it. But their dreams quickly turned to nightmares. Shortly after moving in, they began to experience strange paranormal activity and mysterious phone calls. Ew, I don't like mysterious phone calls. So do you think the phone calls was just heavy breathing? Could. It could be. Um, Do you think it was like, you're going to die in seven days kind of call? And the bitch out of the well comes out through the TV? Um, that's possible. Yeah. That's another type of creepy call. There's probably a well on that property if it's a farmhouse. Probably. Depending on how much property they have. That'd be so creepy. That would be terrifying. I mean, maybe the creepy call was like their crazy aunt that was like, oh, I love you so much. And she was just kind of creepy. And so so we're just ignoring the phone calls from our aunt? Yeah. You know, maybe. (laughs) Like... Estranged aunt. I'm sorry. Yeah, like she's she's kind of creepy. She never uh left her house ever. She has eight thousand cats. 
Oh my gosh, her cat must, her house must smell like pneumonia. <laughs> pneumonia, ammonia. No, yeah, that it smells like she has pneumonia. And yeah, yeah, maybe it's her. Maybe it is. So they tried ignoring their aunt, their estranged aunt, and all of the experiences, chalking it up to over imaginations. They're just, we're all hallucinating. Yeah, we are so hallucinating our aunt calling us 20 times a day. She just wants to know how we are. But I'm like, I already talked to you an hour ago. Right. They're hallucinating that she's calling every day. They're just yeah. like, they're so accustomed to the phone ringing at any given time of the day. They just like hear it ring, even though it's not ringing. Yeah. Until they started just seeing their aunt floating around the house. No. <laughs> As a full body apparition. So they just started seeing something floating around the house. They saw a full body apparition of a woman in white. Oh. Okay. That's casual. They also saw human-animal hybrids and demonic non-human entities. What? Human-animal hybrids? Like so, centaurs and satyrs? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't... Like, what other kind of human... An- mermaids? In Cent- the well? Centaur, satyrs, and mermaids? Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the mermaid lived in the well. The I... centaurs lived in the barn. Okay. And so did the satyrs? The satyrs lived in the woods? Yeah. Yeah. I just had a thought. Yeah. What if the human-animal hybrid was the human centipede? Ew. <laughs> Sorry. I had a centipede in my bathroom the other day, and that's the only thing I could fucking think Ew. of. <laughs> All right, cleanse our thoughts. All right. Tell us more creepy things. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Here, let me cleanse your thoughts. Cleanse my thoughts. So the experiences also included mysterious burns on their bodies. Ew. Bricks from the crawl space or chimney being dismantled and placed in the middle of the rooms. I don't like that either. Just like slowly dismantling like the chimney. Yeah. They're slowly tearing the heart, tearing the house down piece by piece, brick by brick. <laughs> We're going to bring this house down. Maybe they're just having a party. It's a brick house. <laughs> <laughs> so they also had sightings of orbs. So like a little more chill to everything else that's going on. Okay. Yeah. I think I'd rather see orbs than human animal hybrids. Yeah. Like, I don't want to see the uh, mermaid floating in the well when you go to get water. I mean, maybe that, but I don't want to look into the woods and see, like, a bear with human arms and a human head. Man bear pig. Man bear pig. One night, the family noticed a group of strange faces staring in their windows. Ew! I literally don't think you've ever told me this story. I have told you this story. I don't remember any of this. This is terrible. (laughs) However, the father ran outside to try to chase the trespassers away. The faces reversed and were appearing back at him from inside the house. Oh, I don't like that. Yeah. I don't like that. So, like, he saw them outside looking through his window and he's like, get the fuck off my property. And he ran out there. Yeah. With, with his, his shotgun. With his, definitely with a shotgun. And then he gets out there and he's looking around. And he's like, oh, I don't see anyone. And he looks in the window of his own house. And they're all inside. They're here. Ew. <laughs> So, unfortunately, the hauntings began to become more frightening and violent. Objects would levitate around the house. Ew. At one point in time, a lamp in the living room was thrown at 
uh, the dandies or the father's daughters, the dandy family daughters. So like multiple daughters, like it was thrown yeah. out like both of them or yeah. three of them. Yeah. Okay. They're like ch- chilling on the couch, watching some late night TV. What is it with ghosts throwing lamps? You know, I like maybe it's because they just want to turn the light off. And it's the only way they know how because they weren't around for electricity. Maybe the light really bothers them. That's a good. That's a good. Well, yeah, because they're more terrifying in the dark. Um, they are. Maybe they um don't want to throw the remote because they like got TV shows on. Yeah. So they throw the lamp so that they can see the TV better. Yeah, because you know there's an awful glare. The lamp is causing a really bad glare. Yeah, and especially they, this is in the 1970s, and they can't see what's happening on the news. Yeah. They want to know what's going on in the world. They can't see their episode of iCarly that they're watching. Yes. That wasn't around in the 70s, but I can't think of shows that were. Family Matters. I don't know. (laughs) Should we Google shows from the 70s? Uh, Since neither of us were alive. Yep. Uh, Maybe they were watching MASH. Oh my gosh, I loved MASH. I loved MASH too. Or Charlie's Angels. Or Happy Days. The Brady Bunch. You know what it probably was? Is they were watching the Brady Bunch sitting around their table and the ghost was like, wow, I really like to see the example of a very happy family. Let me turn these lights off by throwing the lamp across the room at this happy family so that I I can watch the Brady Bunch. So I can watch the Brady Bunch. Because it's a story of a lovely lady. And she was bringing up three very lovely girls. Yeah. (laughs) The final straw. Was when Phil the father experienced amnesia after one night of incidents. Ew. And the family tried to perform an exorcism of the home. And they brought in a priest from St. Bonaventure University. Bonaventure? Like the skate park? Yes. (laughs) He came in on his roller skates. And was like, let me cleanse this house. Yeah, because this is the 70s. I love this. Okay. Okay. And he was named Father Afanis. Yes. Father Afanis. Okay. Was called along with a team of paranormal researchers. And he was the best roller skating priest around. Yeah, of course he was. He was hip and at it. He was on the Holy Rollers team. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the entity was the strongest. It had ever appeared during the exorcism, causing the lights in the house to turn on and off. The house started shaking, and it sounded like a crying noise, a screaming noise coming out of the windows, and uneasy feelings of evil just within the house. So, like, the screaming was coming from the windows? Maybe they were just, like, shaking and rattling so much that it sounded like such, like, a high-pitched scream. Oh, ew. Like, glass breaking, almost. That's so gross. After the exorcism, things were calm. Okay. But only for a couple of days. They thought they had peace of mind. They're like, we can watch the Brady Bunch in peace. Yeah. Or maybe the ghost wouldn't let them watch anything but the Brady Bunch. Yeah. And maybe the ghost. So maybe they're like, gosh, we don't want to watch the Brady Bunch anymore. And so, oh, look, we exercise the house and we have a couple of days. And I Dream of Genie Marathon is on. Yeah. And then all of a sudden the ghost comes back screaming, Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. And they're like, well, shit. I guess we got to watch the Brady Bunch again. Exactly. I think that's exactly what happened. But they were so annoyed with watching the Brady Bunch that it forced them to leave the house. Wow. Like, they really hated the Brady Bunch. They really did. That much. Wow. 
wasn't ghostly activity at all. No. The current family that owns the house don't seem to be afraid of the presence of ghosts in the house. Well, good for them. Yeah. They claim to have an agreement with them. With the ghost? Yes. Okay. I remember this story now. (laughs) Like, you leave us alone and we'll leave you alone. Okay. And... Because their names are Flo and Joe. Flo and Joe? Yeah. So cute. And they have lived there since 1986. I love this. Yeah, they're living their best retiree life. Yeah, Flo and Joe are just so casual. Yeah. Do you think they probably love watching the Brady Bunch marathons with them? They actually do, and that's probably part of the agreement. They're like, look, we'll always watch the Brady Bunch marathon with you. We'll turn off the lights and everything so you don't have to throw the lamp. Yeah, we know you don't like the glare. And... Like, then we'll just, like, give each other our space. Exactly. I feel like that's a really, like, nice arrangement. Yeah. But how many times do you think they've seen the Brady Bunch then? A lot. Like, a lot. Like, as religiously as people watch The Office? Yes. Definitely. For sure. They could quote it word for word. (laughs) Uh, They say they have experienced the spirits or the supernatural phenomenon The kinds of unexplained events that have forced the previous residents to leave, but the encounters have never scared them. They were just so they're just the this badass couple that decided to live in the house. Yeah, they're not afraid of ghosts. They ain't afraid of no ghosts. I feel like they are pretty brave. Yeah, I don't think I could. Well, I guess if I came up with an agreement, an agreement. Even though I'd get so sick of the Brady Bunch and try to renegotiate. You know, maybe you can convince the ghost, like, hey, like, let's watch one episode of Happy Days. It's also got a family in it. Yeah. It's just a different family. It's a little bit smaller. A little smaller. A little different. There's a jukebox. But, like, also, like, what about I Dream a Genie? Don't you feel like a genie ghost because you float around the house? Or bewitched. Yeah. Because they can teleport. Exactly. So, you know, maybe. Definitely an agreement would have to be reached. Yes. So, but unfortunately, so they're not scared of the encounters. They're more annoyed by the unexpected visitors who drive up their gravel road at all hours of the day and night just to glimpse at the house because they know it's haunted. I would be annoyed by that also. Yeah. I would, like, spike strip. Like, this is a gated community. You have to enter in a code to get down our driveway kind of thing. Oh, for sure. I think Flo and Joe deserve their privacy. Yeah. And if they want to, you know, play Django with ghosts, they can. I bet the ghosts are so good at it. Dude, the ghosts are so good at Django. Flo and Joe almost always win. So uh, Flo maintains that she has seen at least one ghost in the house. Okay. And it is a man in blue jeans and a plaid shirt with a rifle standing at the end of her bed. Isn't that the creepiest fucking thing ever? And you're not scared of a guy standing with a rifle at the end of your bed? Did you think it was Joe? Maybe Joe wears a lot of plaid. Maybe he does. Um, maybe maybe he's just a little lumber sexual. <laughs> it's your friendly neighborhood lumberjack. Yeah. Joe. Joe. <laughs> I love that their names are Flo and Joe. Me too. So she asked uh, the man what was what he was doing there, and he responded that he didn't know. Oh. He doesn't know. He doesn't know. He was in the woods hunting for the centaur and... Man bear pig. Man bear pig. Oh, my God. Is this Al Gore? Is Al Gore standing at the end of her bed? (laughs) I can't. (laughs) 
Yeah. So he was just trying to hunt something in the woods and he just appeared randomly at the end of her bed. Maybe he went out of his perimeter. Maybe. His ghost perimeter. And like and it resets him. He respawned. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's like a little ghostly respawn. Yeah. So on numerous occasions, they have heard a phantom car in the driveway. And sometimes the smell of cigar smoke has wafted through the house. They have someone conduct ghost tours on the property and hoping to raise money to help pay off their mortgage. Oh, that's clever. Flo and Joe are killing it. Yeah, exactly. They are killing it. Um, and if the mortgage gets paid, they are going to donate the house and land for paranormal research. That's awesome, actually. Uh, many paranormal investigators investigations have occurred, and people have caught or seen manifestations of shadowy figures, EVPs, and full-body apparitions. Wow. So, supposedly, when I wrote this, like, this might not even be accurate anymore. <laughs> Probably not. But you can get more info on the house online. The, ho- the house also offers 24-hour live streams every once in a while so that you can check in on the house and we'll try to watch, like, I think, an investigation. Oh. The house was featured on Discovery Channel's documentary, A Haunting, entitled... The episode was entitled Dark Forest. Ooh. It's also been on Paranormal Lockdown. And one of the dandy girls wrote a book called Echoes of a Haunting, explaining her experiences in the house. Wow. Haunted tours and events can be scheduled once a month by appointment. And apparently what I saw online when I wrote this was it's $50 per person for a paranormal investigation with a minimum of six people. Looks like you can still do, you can still book things out. They have a calendar. Ooh. Flo and Joe probably don't own the house anymore. They probably don't um well then then maybe that means they raised all the money to pay off the mortgage and they donated the house i love it this post says we are dedicated to restore the restoration and preservation of the historic hinsdale dandy house our goal is to keep it viable for paranormal research and eventually make it into a museum like oh awesome let's go right on their front page you can book tours yeah $25 $25 per person for a tour by request and 89 to stay overnight. I also see $25 per person on their website. So oh, that's awesome. still accurate. Yes. Okay. Here's an update for you. Oh, okay. Flo and Joe um, were the last occupants of the house, but they have both passed away within a couple months of each other. Oh, their love was so strong for one another. I love that. They were killing it. They rocked it. That house... They really, you know, made those ghosts happy while they lived there. Yeah, that's awesome. Just always keeping the Brady Bunch on for them. Always. Maybe they just, when they passed, like, now the investigators just always leave the Brady Bunch on. Yeah. (laughs) Even though, you know, we totally didn't make that up. (laughs) Yeah, this is not made up or anything at all. Love it. So that is the Hinsdale Dandy House. I like it. In Hinsdale, New York. I love it. Are you ready? I am ready. I'm going to do the devil's tree. Okay. So you were in New York. I'm going to be in New Jersey. Ah. We got a rivalry going on here. We do. So let me just. Because New York is better. Is it? According to New York people. According to people. Yes. (laughs) I don't know. I've been to New York once. I was small. I've never been to New York. So 
The Devil's Tree is a solitary oak tree that grows in an undeveloped field on Mountain Road in Somerset County, New Jersey. This tree is located so across a random tree. It's just like one random tree in a field. Okay. So the tree is located across from a private housing development development. And local legends suggest that the tree is cursed. Um, Yeah, right? Those who disrespect the tree by urinating on it, damaging it, or making disrespectful remarks about it while near the tree typically come to harm afterwards. Well, then no one play our podcast near the tree. Please don't. Um, The harm often comes from a car accident or major breakdown. Oh, that sucks. So I wrote. So like you, you stop to piss on the tree, and then you immediately get in a car accident in the field. Pretty much. Okay. I wrote here, "Don't disrespect trees. Just don't do it." And then I had to put a note to myself not to rant about disres- about trees by disrespecting nature. We love trees at the Marble Forest. Yeah, especially Ooh. me. <laughs> so various claims surround the tree. A common claim is that Bernard Township was once the central headquarters for the Ku Klux Klan in New Jersey. Uh, see, New York's better. Oh, yeah. And they may uh, had many demonstrations in town and held many meetings throughout the hills. The tree had also been used to lynch African Americans and, quote, rebellious slaves. Nope, I don't like it. Nope, me neither. Um, since Now we know why it's colonial haunted. times, apparently. The devil's tree has just been hanging out here since colonial times. I guess so. In the middle of a field. Trees are pretty old sometimes. The devil's tree has an evil energy surrounding it from all the men and women who were killed there. There's also a branch on the left side of the tree that is almost parallel to the ground, which is called the hanging branch. And that's uh, where they believe people were hung. Can I like, maybe, maybe we... That we didn't hang people on the tree. Maybe we hung a tire swing. Oh, that would be sweet. And kids played on it, and they had a great time. And we and there was no injustice. And we put good energy into the tree instead of negative energy. Yes. There are now reports. People say that they have seen bodies hanging from the tree. Nope. Like all the branches or just the one branch? I think it's usually from the one branch. Okay. Um, though one of these times it was confirmed that the local high school football team put, uh, hang dummies from the tree in the rival's uniform. So they fucking disrespected the tree. They did. And they tempted fate. They disrespected the fucking tree just for a joke. And how awful of a joke is that? Pretty fucking awful of a joke. If Ed, come on, everyone in that town knows the history of that fucking tree, right? And the, like to hang your rivals, like dummies of your rival in the tree. That's such negative, bad energy. Like, come so on. one of so one of the star football quarterbacks crashed on his way back from driving from the tree. Possibly, I don't see it specifically. I don't remember though. I haven't read this in a year. Okay. Um, there's another claim that a farmer hanged himself from the tree after killing his family. Oh, why'd he do that? I do not. Did he just go a little crazy? Maybe. Okay. There are also several reports of numerous suicides and murders around the tree. There's a lot of negative energy here. 
It's going to take a whole lot of tire swings to put you're gonna, positive energy back into it. Yeah. I don't know why you're going to murder someone in an open field where everyone can see you. I think that's also a good good, good point. There is a rock near the devil's tree known as heat rock, and it's said to be very warm because it's heat rock, I guess. And people say it's the gate to hell. Oh, fun. Yeah. So has anyone ever moved said rock? I don't and know. Jumped their dumb ass down that hole? I doubt it because that would be dumb. Well, maybe they deserve it if they're that close to the tree. Maybe. Disrespecting. Yeah. They're already there disrespecting it. Another weird occurrence is that um, it said no snow falls at the devil's tree. And it's as if the earth below seems to emanate an unnatural heat, which probably helps to establish the legend that the roots extend straight down to hell. Yeah, I remember looking this up the last time you told the story. And like in the winter. okay, so in the wintertime, there are no leaves on the trees. There's nothing to prevent the snow from not falling around a tree. Right. You know, like, it's not a pine tree. No. You know? And so it is a little creepy. Oh, definitely. Like, here's a quick image of it for you. Yeah. It sort of looks like people are just... Is that the rock? I don't see a rock in this specific image. But, like, here's a picture of the tree. You can just Google Devil's Tree Snow and, like, see there's, like, spots underneath the tree that have no snow on them. I mean, there's still some snow. Yeah. But it's, like, some that there's definitely not. Yeah. No good juju here. No. Some people who have touched the tree have claimed that they later noticed that their hands turned an inky black. Ew. Like, oh, my gosh. This reminds me of something I did. When I was, like, sorry, sidebar. Mm -hmm. But, like, sidebar I'm leaving in. When I was in high school, I went ghost hunting. Yeah. At, um a building and part of the building had been burnt down you okay and so we went into the burnt down part because we're smart of course and we found like bathrooms and so like the bathrooms were still like the tile but like it was just soot covered and i remember i like i almost like i tripped on something on the floor and i put my hand up against the wall and it was just like literally just covered in black soot oh wow so like that reminds me of like an inky black hand right so that's it was it was gross and creepy and i had a handprint on my leg because i wiped off my hand on my leg that's always fun yeah um this inky black some people reported that it took hours to get the substance off their hand oh so the tree's just like straight up putting some permanent marker on your hand it's like it's inking because it doesn't want you near it like a like an octopus does yeah and now you've got ink all over your hands what if it wasn't ink what if all of a sudden so you touch the tree right okay and your hand is covered in this black ink and then all of a sudden you're trying to scrub it off your hand and it starts spreading up your arm Uh. and then you start to decay Oh, and then you die. And then you die because you fucking touched the tree. You disrespect And you disrespected the tree. Yeah. <laughs> I think if one thing we've gotten across really well is don't disrespect trees. Yeah. Don't, just don't do it. Yeah, exactly. Um, one visitor said that they pressed their um, ear to the tree and they could hear the sound of screaming. Did their ear get inked? I don't know. It's <laughs> a good question. They can hear the screams from hell. They can. Ooh. There is also a rumor 
surrounding the devil's tree that involves a large black Ford pickup truck, which is said to appear out of nowhere when people get too close to the area and will disappear at a certain point. The truck is believed it's said to belong to a sentinel of hell who guards the tree against trespassers. Oh, so sort of like a demon got an upgraded ride in the new new world. He just really likes trucks. Yeah. He doesn't have to ride a horse anymore. You yeah. know, because you have to clean up the horse's poop if you don't want anyone to, like, see you coming. Yeah. Like, people will be like, what's all this but horse would, poop would a around? demon horse poop? Oh, for sure. The tree dislikes being climbed on. Well, yeah. Obviously. I feel like that's, like, what we've talked about the entire time. There's one instance this poor person named Steve K., um, once reported a time when he climbed the tree. He said, As we sat on the branch, we began to hear noises coming from inside the tree. When these noises grew even louder, a big bang sounded, and a burst of energy came from the tree, sending myself and my friend flying into the air. When I crashed into the ground, I landed on my ankle, breaking it in two places. Well, it's your fault. You disrespected. You disrespected the tree by climbing it. Like, what have we been saying? And then the tree's just like, I need a little bit more than ink this time. I am and just sick sort of you of... touching me. Yeah. A Once a teenager visited the tree, he doubted the tales of the hauntings, so he stopped to urinate on the tree while he was driving past. When he got back in his car, his car accelerated on its own and then became uncontrollable, eventually hitting another tree down the road. He sustained minor injuries, but his car was totaled. Mm. Disrespecting the tree. So, do you think he fucking learned? Um, I think you would learn your lesson after that. Right? Because you're like, oh, this tree's just a bunch of bullshit. I'm just gonna go pee on it. Ha, 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 ha. And then, like, your car gets out of control and you crash. Right? It seems like a weird thing to do by yourself, though. Like, I feel like you would do that with buddies. Like, you'd be driving past like the tree. Like a hold my beer kind of moment? Yeah. And they'd be like, ha ha, it's not haunted. And you're like, I'm going to go pee on it. And then, like, I feel like it's weird to just, like, by yourself be like, I'm going to go pee on this tree. Yeah, well, maybe everyone else is scared of the tree in the town because they know what it fucking does. Maybe. Maybe other people are Whose smart. fault is that, Steve? Wait, no, Steve was the one who climbed. Um, This one's name is Trevor. We'll just make up a name. Okay. Come on, Trevor. Yeah. Despite warnings from the locals, people often visit the tree with the express purpose of touching it or vandalizing it. Uh, This has led local authorities to construct a crude wire fence around the tree. Oh, yeah. I remember looking this up as well. Yeah, I actually have the picture right here. Okay. Yeah, so... It's not even covering the whole tree. Like, they didn't build a fence around the fucking tree, right? They literally wrapped chain link fence around the trunk. Like, how are you preventing anything from happening by doing that? And how did that not piss off the tree? Exactly. Like, excuse me. Really? The tree doesn't want to be touched. Yeah. The, The base of the massive tree... The fence is hiding ragged marks left by axes and even chainsaws from failed attempts to cut down the tree. What happens if you try to cut down the tree? It doesn't work. It doesn't work or like the tree turns the chainsaw or axe on you. Ooh, maybe. And then like you die. Like there's obviously marks in this tree. Like you can Google just the devil's tree and see like there's deep gouges in the tree. It does look like someone tried to cut it down. Yeah. Now that is what I have on the devil's tree. 
for you. That is awesome. Yeah. So things we learned today. Some ghosts like to watch the Brady Bunch. Some ghosts just want to watch the Brady Bunch. That's it. And other ghosts don't want you to touch their fucking tree. Don't touch the trees of ghosts and don't turn off the Brady Bunch. Yeah. We learned a lesson today. We did. And I think it's a good lesson. Yeah. And that's what we got. Well, that's awesome. So if you like this episode, please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. You can listen to us anywhere where you listen to podcasts and social media. You can find us on Twitter at the MFCast, on Instagram at Marble Force Podcast, and you can send us your own crazy awesome stories. It at- better not be that you pissed on this tree. We will. We don't condone that. Yeah. Like, we will not read your story. We won't. Be nice to trees. But you can send it to us at marbleforestpodcast at gmail.com. You could also follow us on Facebook.com slash Marble Forest Podcast. Maybe. Maybe. You'll find it. Still didn't figure that out in our 30-minute break. And we'd like to give a special thanks to Jenna, who did our logo. You can find her on Instagram and Etsy at Agenda. That is Agenda. And a special thanks to all of our friends who sit in with us. We're by ourselves today. We are. We kicked Theo out. Oh, yeah, because he was getting a little too hype. He was a little too excited. He'd probably start chewing on the table legs again. Probably. And Devin and Cameron, who did our music, and you, you the guys, listener. You guys, thank you. And thanks for being... For accepting s- our short mini episodes. Yes, thanks for being so supportive while we work on our mental health. And we appreciate you and love you and support you. Yeah. And don't tempt fate. By pissing on a fucking tree. Oh, I love that one. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>